Listener Production. You're listening to Footy Talk, where we are doing our traded mini-series, taking a look at all the clubs, what they need, who they'll be targeting and who they might lose. Righto, Jay-Z, we'll take a look at the next set of clubs and we will start with the Bombers, who are going to be one of the most talked-about teams throughout this trade period. There seems to be plenty going on. We know Adrian Dodoro is going to step aside after this trade period. Is he? Is he? Just helping out? I just, Matt Rosa? It's going to be interesting. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, Matt Rosa hasn't, doesn't have any recruiting experience. No, he? so he's got a great mentor to help him for the next uh, however long. But let's get into it. be more of a partnership in the short term. Partnership. We'll call it a partnership. <laughs> um, for the Bombers, there's plenty going on. Oh, I mean, I'm one that's pretty bullish yep. on their list. I don't think the list and the talent they have on there is the issue for them at the moment. It's a oh. bit more about getting that football club and the culture inside it right. Mm. But – they look like they're topping up and they want some mature age players. Well, it's going to be an historic AAA, uh, free agency triple play. So they've got uh, Toddy Goldstein coming. They've got Benny Mackay coming from North Melbourne. Jay Gresham, um, the Saints live is the other one. If they can get those three players without giving up a single draft pick for them, so they and that's what happens on a free agency, I think that's a huge win. And I know we've celebrated and pumped up a lot of the Bombers off-season moves uh, before because they it did bring in Jake Stringer and Devin Smith and Adam Sard and these guys. But but I think that these are three moves which Brad Scott would absolutely love because they need some reliability ahead of the ball. They needed another big body in defence. And Sam Draper with his groin surgery is no certainty to be rucking round one. So then they could have Todd Goldstein round one in the ruck for them. So I really like it. For me, it's what happens with this young talent. And you read this as well as anyone, Joey. Zach Reed, Archie Perkins, Nick Cox. Are we looking at three developing A-graders? Or will there be some bus with those single-figure picks? It depends on how. They look like good talents. They were great in a draft year. Can this football club develop them? That's yeah, the question It's a great me. point, and it's up to them. It's up to them what they do in this off-season and, and how they get themselves and prepare over pre-season and what the club can get out of them. Because, as we said, the young talents there, I think I had a look. I think they're top two or three in the competition for first-round draft picks on their list at the moment. A lot of them still got heap of upside I like the additions as well. I think Ben Mackay, I look at it half glass full. I mean, he played some games a couple of years ago. He was averaging like five or six intercept marks a game. He was having a patch where he looked like one of the best key defenders in the comp. I think he played like a player that had checked out this year at North Melbourne. And maybe struggling with the pressure? Yep. He could be he could be a really big recruit for Essendon next year yep. um, alongside some of those young blokes. I think Gresham fits a need. Yep. He's I think they've now worked out that he's just a small forward. Yep. He, he doesn't have the tank to play in an explosive midfield. He can pinch hit in there. Yep. But inside 50, he's dangerous. We saw that at the back end of the year. I mean, Tip and Woody's gone. Yep. They've had guys like Mac Welfy and a few others, Menzies and those guys that you maybe need an upgrade on. So I yep. like the Jade Gresham one. Yep. Um, and the other one, Todd Goldstein, which, again, I think they like the two rucks. And the, it'll still buy Nick Bryan time, who hopefully, I think still, Essendon would go, well, we'd love Nick Bryan to go past Todd Goldstein. Mm. And if you do, great. Mm. But if not, we've got an experienced campaigner there. So I, I think it'll be a good one for the Bombers. I do think, though, Zerk Thatcher is going to be a handy player that's yep. going to leave. I think he did a really good job this year as a defender and interceptor when he's not playing on the big monsters. Yeah, he's not the he, big banana. He can't play on Tom Hawkins. Yep. So everyone thinks about him getting eight kicked on him by Tom Hawkins. That, that's not his matchup. No. If he goes to another club as a second or third defender, yep. I think he'll be very good pickup. And I reckon Massimo D'Ambrosio is one that I think has got a bit of talent. Yeah. So it looks like he's requested Hawthorne. a trade to Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good get by the Hawks. I think he's got a little bit, that left leg, uh, whether it's a wing or a half back, he's a player that can certainly add and they're going to let him go as well. But otherwise, the Bombers, 
We know that Andrew Phillips has gone, McDonald, Tip and Woody. They mm. haven't lost much, Al. Still in Shield, I think they're open and pro- pretty much happy to let go. I, I thought the writing was on the wall mid-season because you've got per- – when Perkins and Caldwell and Hobbs started to grow a leg – Shield was sort of playing off the bench or being dropped. He had some foot issues. I think we're just seeing some young talent move past him. And he's taking up some cash in the salary cap, whereas St Kilda probably need a bit of that um, explosiveness. They're a very one-paced midfielder, St Kilda. He can can run out of the front of the stoppage, unlike some of their other players. But Essendon do have some of that young midfield talent with Merritt Merritt and Parrish, uh, of course. So I don't think um, that hurts them at all. I think they do need – Mackay helps them down back. But who's their second banana forward? So they go to Peter Wright, you know, Kane Baldwin, I'm not sure. Like, I think they're still looking for that spearhead, and it might take 12 months because that's when Ben King potentially becomes available. Was it Todd Marshall, Aaron Norton in a year's time? So I think they're missing. If you if Brad Scott would be piecing together, he's right. He can play in our premiership team. He can play in our premiership team. But he's a big hole at centre-half forward still. Yeah, I, I think – By being harsh? Well, they're going to have the second Ruckman down there. Peter Wright, Jake Stringer combination, if they're fitting at their best. Yep. That, that's a pretty good starting point with, with some other players floating around down there, um, whether it's a Gresham and an Archie Perkins or, or someone else. But, yeah, I think the ruck for the time being. But, again, every how many teams would love a gun key yeah, forward? I mean, there's exactly a lot. Right. So they don't yep. grow on trees. Yep. They're in pretty good shape. It's more what happens off field for them. Can they develop this young talent? Can they continue to grow as a club and defend better and all those things that they've just been struggling that look like they're making progress midway through the year, but it fell away pretty dramatically the back end of the season. You'll know when they rock up day one of preseason because they've been a footy club which probably hasn't got this right over the last few years. You know, a lot of Ibiza trips, that sort of stuff. I think that'll tell a lot about what sort of shape Jake Stringer and these sorts of guys in for the first day of preseason training. Yeah, well, they start with pick eight in the draft. They have pick 28 at the time being as well. So they can do a little bit with that or they can continue to go to the draft and get some more young talent. But they are in a pretty reasonable shape, as we said, as are the Fremantle Dockers. Really disappointing season. Mm. We know that. But from a list profile point of view, Jay-Z, they don't lack for much. Fremantle, they're in pretty good shape. And after an off-season the year before where they lost five players, so Griffin Logue, Blake Akers, Darcy Tucker, um, David Mundy retired – this might be more of a year of just a settled settled year to just try and consolidate what they've already got. Yeah, you look at their list profile and it is um, obviously very young. That said, I think there would be a big Bunsen t- burner uh, turned up on Justin Longmuir if he can't get the wins early next season. I think there will be some – I think he's got to trick up his game plan a little bit. I think they got so far with a really uh, defensive-minded focus and then we've seen this year other teams such as Collingwood, for example, really trick up their game plan and, de- and develop gears and a scoring capacity capacity, a chaos ball. Haven't seen Frio play a lot of chaos. I haven't seen every second of them. So I think that'll be interesting. I'm fascinated by what happens in the ruck. I know Sean Darcy's a very good player, Joey, and a best and fairest winner, and you know clubs would love to have him. But uh, the signs from Luke Jackson, I reckon they'd be tickled pink with the way he's developed because he looks like he could be someone who could be the next, the best ruckman in the competition for the next decade. His athleticism, but primarily for me, He's a number one ruckman, and that is his best position. So how the Sean Darcy combination um, works in all that, I think will be really fascinated. We saw Caleb Sarong had an All-Australian season, so what a great pick he has been. And him and uh, Andrew Brayshaw will become the Batman and Robin of that midfield. I'm just not sure who's who. We, who's Batman? Uh, Caleb Sarong's now the man. He, <laughs> he's the number one. Hayden Young's going to play more midfield. Yep. Uh, they've got a young developing star in Jai Amos. Uh, they tick most boxes 
Frio, they were the second youngest team yep. in the competition last year. So that, that that has snuck under the radar on a lot of people because they played finals the year before. They've still got a lot of growth in them. They will lose Liam Henry, though. Yep. He's going to be the one who has requested to go to St Kilda. They'd be disappointed by that. Yeah. He's a former top 10 pick. He was an academy player, uh, and they should be able to negotiate. Something second-round pick fair, you would think, for Liam Henry? Yeah, I'd be wanting something early in the second round. Yep. Um, I think he uh, grew in the second half of the season on the wing. So whether – Freeman will have to look at replacing him in that sort of a um, that sort of a spot. So that will be interesting. Um, yeah, they'd be disappointed by that. I think they're a really interesting watch, Freeman. I mean, I thought this year that they would continue to to grow, but maybe something they're losing Blake Acres and Griffin Logue probably had a bit of in, bigger impact um, than I thought. But it's certainly going to be a big watch. They'd love probably someone else to ride shotgun alongside. Jai Amos. Well, yeah, and I think they plan that's Luke Jackson. And they've got Josh Tracy as well coming along. So Fremantle friends, don't stress too much about all the Sean Darcy talk. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he will be a Fremantle docker next year and going forward. They don't have their first round draft pick though, Jay-Z. They yep. traded that as part of the Luke Jackson trade. But yes. again, you can't argue with that. What about the Cats? Uh, disappointing year for them as well. A lot of talk about some of their players. We know Asava Radigalia is one that has already requested a trade. Where do they go, the Cats? Because they have picked seven at the moment. They just need to bring in some more young talent, you yeah. feel? Or the mid- are they going to be creative again? Is there is there a bit of a twist with where the Cats are going to go with this draft period? I, I think they're a big story over the next two weeks in the sense of how, t- how tough they're going to talk over Asava Radigalia. So I know that people are poking, poking fun at them saying they want a first-round pick for Asava. They're pretty serious about this, it seems. So at the moment, Port Adelaide trying to split their future first round into two second-rounders. But if you ask the Cats, they say, is that a second? it's in vain. A second round is not going to do it. So whether... Port Adelaide has to break glass in case of emergency. You know, Ollie Wines, left field, or Xavier Dersma, you know, potentially is a wingman who they might have to trade potentially to bring in this extra pick. I think the deals that are going to go down to the wire, Port Adelaide's two, Sava Galea and Brandon Zerk Thatcher. That's where this there'll be some stubbornness around this. But the Cats, are, I think I'm concerned a little bit about the midfield because they've got some older talent and they've got some younger talent and it's that sort of four or five-year age gap in between where they'd love a prime-moving 25-year-old, 26-year-old and that's where I think a lot of the Bailey Smith, Western Bulldogs talk came from, um, a spearhead midfielder. So I don't know. I don't think the Cats are automatically playing finals next year, Joe. What's your read? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be another tough year for the Cats. Um, They've got Tanner Bruin coming through. We didn't he showed it a little bit, but not probably as much as they would have hoped. He's Max, a nice link-up player. Nice link-up player. No, I don't think he even had 20 disposals. He might have only had it once in a, in a game this season. Max Holmes, again, shows something. Hasn't really stepped up. I think Dangerfield talked about him being like a Chris Judd or mm. to that sort of hype. He hasn't reached that um, yet either. Jack Bowes, we sort of know what he is as, as a player. Um, and, of course, as you touched on, they're going to rely again on Guthrie and Dangerfield through the midfield. So they've still got a fair bit of work to do. We understand why. They had their premiership success. Uh, they've got some se- uh, some older players that they are going to move on. But there's still a bit of te- uh, talent there. The Henry brothers, De Koning, um, you know, there's still the, the boys in the forward line, Myers and Close and yep. et cetera, are certainly not old. So they've still got a bit to work with. But, um, yeah, they'll just chip away and see what they can do next year. I think the most important player almost becomes Cam Guthrie. Because at his best, he's a bit of an A grader. He's got the, he's had the foot issue. If he can come back and play at his best, I think they'll still win games at home in particular. And um, yeah, sort of 
they're at bouts of, mm. you know, sort of, I don't know, 10 wins, sort of a team, something like something like that. But I think in 12 months' time, they'll be a big mover with a, a superstar midfielder, I think, will come into that mix potentially in 12 months' time. And, of course, another club that well, they went all in for Jeremy Cameron. There was a lot of talk about how many draft picks they gave up to get him. You know what? You win a premiership, it is all worth it. It's yeah. another example. Yeah. And we can go through all the clubs that have given up a lot. But when it works, it's the right way to go about it. So don't be scared of giving up draft picks to get the man Mm -hmm. that you think can help you win a flag. As we turn our attention to the next team, Damien Hardwick, he's got his new shiny toys, as he calls them, the Gold Coast Suns, who, again, will be a busy player in this trade period, maybe more so. Their team just won the VFL Premiership. There's a lot of high-end talent that couldn't quite squeeze into the senior side. Before we look at who they might be getting, mm. who are some of the names and the conversations that clubs might be targeting to take out of Gold Coast? Well, Marby Ochoa is the one clearly headed to Hawthorne. I think he's an interesting player, Marby Ochoa, because at times I feel like he looks completely disinterested. Then he'll take a screamer five minutes later. So it's that inconsistency, that up and down, I think is really um, difficult. Elijah Hollins, we said, mentioned him to um, uh, Carlton. Jeremy Sharp Fremantle potentially um, will be one to watch, I think. So, yes, there's some talent coming out the door. But in terms of the academy picks, and we probably haven't been talking about this enough, but Jed Walter could be one of the most feared forwards in the competition in a few years. He is a special talent going to be perfect for Ben King. We'll help keep him. And I think with Damien Hardwick and the talent he has, they ha- and I know we've said it before, Joey, they have to be making finals next year. I know first season under a new coach, there's no excuses with that talent. Yeah, this could be a big watch. The spike under a new coach and a new game plan with mm-hmm. what they've got could be, could be pretty impressive. You touched on Jed Walter. He's sort of like a... Jeff, Jeff Charlie Kerno on steroids, sort of thing. Like he's a well, he's like a, an aggressive beast who yeah. like loves to run down tackle, but can take a big mark, kick yep. goals. Yep. He's going to step straight in, I think, to senior footy. Yep. Um, little Jakey Rogers will be mm-hmm. a top ten pick. Um, Ethan Hughes. and Ethan Ethan Reed Ethan is the Reed, young sorry. ruck who's going to take more time to develop. But it's nice to have a developing mm. elite ruckman that can take two or three years. Yep. They're in pretty good shape, I reckon. Ethan can Coast. top four, Smokey. Uh, early stages, they could be. There's, there's always one team every year, Jay-Z, that doesn't finish. This is your stat. Yep. They finish outside the top eight that jump into the top four. It happens nearly every year. Gold Coast, certainly one of those teams in the conversation. And remember, the big one uh, out of the Gold Coast, their pick four yep. is well and truly up for grabs because that will be wasted on their academy picks. So they just need later picks and points. Any talk about who is in uh, the front yep. seat to get that pick number four? I reckon um, it's, a, it's a massive deal, this. I reckon the Western Bulldogs will get pick four. I'll give them picks 10, pick 17, and a future first-round pick, which clubs across the competition say is a lot. Like, that is a that is a big haul for pick four. I think the Western Bulldogs will get pick four and go for Nick Watson, a little um, oh, small the little wizard. I love him. 170 centimetres. Yep. Sarong-ish, but... Oh, he's more, more like... Four, um, more forward. And yeah, he's sort of like a Cozzy Piggott slash Cody Waitman. Like he can <laughs> sit on heads. He's sharp at ground level. He's yep. got a bit of spunk about him. Yep. Tommy Papley about him as well. Yep. Oh, he's a little pocket rocket. I love him. So Gold Coast will shuffle back to pick 10, and then I reckon they trade that back as well. I reckon they'll uh, for another pit points boost. So Walter, um, Reed and Hughes will cost them a lot. Um, but I think Gold Coast will be very smart the way they shuffle back in the order for more points. But I'm with you. I think it's boom time for the Suns under a new positive coach, a fresh voice next year. They've got more talent than what they know to do with. 
saying Jed Walter, I think, will come in round one and we'll be talking about him big time in the Rising Star Stakes. Yeah, they just need a good run with injury as well. And to take to Damien Harwick's game plan, Mm. that'll do us for the next four clubs. Of course, tomorrow we'll take a look at the GWS Giants, Hawthorne, Melbourne, North Melbourne and Port Adelaide. That's all to come. But if you do have a question for Jay-Z, you want to know some more, just hit us up on Instagram or on TikTok. We'll be back tomorrow. Listener.